Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Scoring cocaine online is easier than ordering a takeaway with uh, dealers in every county of the country offering narcotics. That is the result of an Irish Sun investigation which has found ordering cocaine on the internet is easier than buying a pint or a takeaway. I want to find out all about this story. Uh, Barry Gallagher is reporter with the Irish Sun and he joins us on the line. Uh, Barry, tell us about your investigation. What made you decide to look into this in the first place? Um, Well, I guess, uh, you know, with talks of Citizens' Assembly, there was a lot of... uh, of government talk around the issues of drug use and um you know a lot of kind of worrying statistics you know 70,000 possessions uh, over the past 5 years between 2021 20, 2017 and i just wanted to see especially when drug use is so high during the likes of the pandemic um you know delivery is obviously a big side of that and how can these drugs be be procured and obviously social media is playing a big part in that and it seems to me um, that people can distribute drugs through the uh, internet, through social media channels, with absolute impunity. Um, it seems that way. Um, in, in my investigation, anyway, um, it started just by looking up uh, cocaine Dublin on Instagram. I didn't think that would prove fruitful at all. I thought it was a bit of a, you know, just it was just a simple move. And lo and behold, here comes a hashtag with about 14,000 uh, results. Um, you know, chock full of people, uh, you know, that were selling selling illegal drugs. Um, and again, the, other than you know the result of our investigation, which saw that uh, that hashtag taken away, there doesn't seem to be any massive repercussions of of um, advertising on the platform. Mm. Okay, so uh, and again, I don't want to you know be seen to be promoting how uh, to purchase drugs online, but uh, people who are buying drugs online know how to do it anyhow. Um, yep. It, 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 like I said, it's uh, 70,000 people have been charged with possession uh, in the last five years. Um, so an awful lot of people are, are doing drugs, um, being distributed, or at least you make contact with dealers through social media uh, platforms. Have uh, the social media companies said anything about this? Uh, well, yeah. Um, as I said there, um, Instagram have uh, removed the you know the cocaine uh, Dublin and hashtag entirely um but i mean you know that's not going to stifle the problem um 10 minutes within searching cocaine Dublin on instagram uh, you know i'd been in contact with a dealer uh, through snapchat had delivery you know could have had delivery to my door with no questions asked and all i had to do was repeat the process by swapping Dublin with uh, with limerick or or waterford and i did the same there so within an hour i had uh, I could have had drugs delivered to my door in, in, in any county I like. So there seems to be a lot of work that needs to be done in, in, in you know, monitoring and activity on social media. Um, both uh, Snapchat, who I was, who I was directly contacting uh, dealers over, um, they said they monitor monitor these things very closely and kind of rely on um, user reports to, uh, you know, to uh, make have a real effect on the issue. So. Um, you know, they, okay, so, so all, all Instagram seemed to be able to do is to uh, ban certain hashtags, but sure you just create a new one and uh, away you go. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the cocaine, you know, the original hashtag that, 
you know, how it was it was on the platform in the first place, I don't know, but uh, you know, slight variations, uh, you know, on the wording or, you know, a hyphen or anything like that and it all starts back up again. I have no doubt that um you know, that the whole uh, the whole trade hasn't been completely destroyed by, by this investigation, but um yeah, it's, it's, and again, it's it's, it's not just example. this is the, the 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 scary part of this um, that it's it's not just cocaine, uh, ecstasy, marijuana were uh, available. Also, uh, basically any drugs that you can think yeah. of. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, uh, Xanax. Even uh, I was offered uh, mushrooms. Basically, anything you, you'd like. Um, you know, very forth dealers were very forthcoming. They usually sent the first message. A lot of them tried to call me before I sent the message. Uh, since you know, I re- received a video of like mounds of cocaine sitting on a table. Um, you know, even in like a, a dealer based in Waterford uh, was able to deliver nationwide same day delivery. Um, and you know, uh, uh, how is this supposedly delivered? <laughs> I didn't go into the, to the specifics. Um, you know, the, again, they they were no questions asked. They didn't ask any details about me whether I was uh, you know of age or you know, even an adult. So I guess uh, I didn't ask them those kind of intricate questions, but uh, whatever network they have, they're obviously um, just extremely efficient, you know. Obviously, um, your uh, your article, your investigation has been, uh, has highlighted the widespread use of drugs, which we all kind of know. But when you see the uh, ease of availability uh, through online uh, channels, it does raise the whole conversation and I know it's a conversation that you had with uh, Gino Kenny the uh, the TD about the so-called war on drugs yeah it does um, it, it's, it's a tricky situation but um, you know if users and even recreational users I know um, you know Simon Harris was talking about you know direct links between um, recreational users and gangland crime I mean it's hard to, to moralise an issue like this uh, because it, it will just drive people down the route of, again, like I just did, hopping on social media discreetly, having, you know, drugs delivered to their door in half an hour. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one to uh, to find a solution for, but, uh, you know, being able to not even lift your head from your phone and have, have drugs delivered to you with no questions asked, I don't think that's the uh, that's the solution anyway. Okay, but what is the solution? Is is do we need to have a conversation about uh, decriminalisation um, so that it's not so underground? Well, yeah, these are conversations I guess that are already happening. I guess uh, from key workers, like there's a guy there I was talking to, Martin Gavin, doing a lot of good work in uh, Kunwara. Um, the the tricky thing that that a lot of people I've been talking to about decriminalisation is. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely stifles health-seeking tendencies, and if you want to take a you know a health-led approach to the issue, um, people can't be afraid to seek help. So, it, it's whatever the solution is going to be. Uh, obviously, the citizens' assembly, and I'm, I'd be confident that a law will change. What what that looks like, I guess, remains to be seen. Mm. What what was your reaction then at the end of your investigation when you realised how easy it is to uh, buy drugs through social media channels online? Were you shocked? Were you surprised? Or was it exactly what you expected? Um, yeah, I have to say, like, I mean, you know, we're all aware how um, how prevalent drug use is, you know, on your standard Friday night or, um, you know, in any nightclub bar across the country, but the fact that, you know, I could go on my phone 
um, not even have to lift a head sitting on a couch um, and speak to drug dealers all over the country. Um, you know, the fact that one of them who was able to offer me 50 grams of cocaine for 2,000 euro could have had that delivered to my door in half an hour. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. I was completely shocked, even with how, how prevalent it is. Um, it's, it's, it's so and easily it, 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 You were shocked with the ease of availability um, and the fact that it's being facilitated, if you like, uh, through social media. Is that the bit that shocks you, that, that the companies haven't been able to successfully clamp down on, on distribution through social media? Um, yeah, because, I mean, Instagram is one of the biggest social medias on the planet. I mean, it's accessible to any anyone of any age. Um, if it's as simple as looking up cocaine in Dublin, which I'm sure thousands of people have done before, and half an hour later you have drugs taken to your door, um, there obviously needs to be more responsibility put on these uh you know, these public forums that kind of facilitate that, but um, what the solution is, I, I don't know. Barry, but stay on the line there for uh, for one minute, if you can, please. We'd love to hear from you on this, on 1800 453 106. You can text us on 53 106 at a cost of 30 cent. Uh, Dean is uh, is on the line. Dean, you're a, a former drug user, but you've been clean for uh, four years, so congratulations on that, yeah. firstly. Thanks, Adrian. Um, are you shocked to hear how easily available uh, drugs are online? No, no, no. It's 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 becoming like it's becoming so normal. You know, there's you know a lot of them would be would be selling cannabis, but you know if they're selling cannabis, they're selling everything else as well. Like you know, and in the last in the last four years of being I've been clean. You know, I've I've started to notice it a lot more. You know, whereas before it was just normal. You know, like years ago, Adrian, if if you were fifteen or sixteen and you were going trying to buy drugs on the street, they tell you to to go on. You know, they tell you to move on. They wouldn't they wouldn't give it to you. You know, it's it's making it so easy now for for pe- for kids. You know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, being able to go online and get it, and they all have these social media outlets. So, you know, with the oh, have you got Snapchat yet? Yeah. Right, go on onto Snapchat and, and you have that number saved in there and it's, it's crazy. Like. Mm. And, uh, okay, so you're not shocked by what this investigation has uh, shown about how... And, uh, and no. I think, you know, for somebody uh, like me, I'm not a drug user, I've never been a drug user, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that you can literally go onto social media and order uh, cocaine or whatever um, from yeah. your phone. Uh, but I'd be a little bit naive where it comes to uh, to drugs. Your point is, uh, in the four years that you've been clean, um, you've noticed how it's become more uh, available, more tolerated, more acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that, like I was just listening in there. You know, the last fellow was saying it. You don't even have to add them. They're adding you and texting you. You know what I mean? Send your videos of this and that, and and they're making it look very attractive. Like. Okay, so so have you no, been added? So you're you're somebody who is uh, clean of drugs, but you've been added by people, have you? Yeah, yeah, and like you know, as I was saying, I was saying to someone this morning, you know, like they they can't even see my profile; they don't even know whether I use drugs or not. You know, they're seeing they're seeing me me picture, me profile picture, and that's it. You know, my page will be on private, so they so they must be just adding everybody, hoping you know. 
Uh, of the 100% of people that did add, 50% of them are probably using drugs and they'll add them back and they're buying as soon as they add them, they're sending them pictures. Okay, so they're, cha- they're, they're chancing their arm, but they, they hit on a yeah. lot of people who will reply. Yeah. Yeah, and like you don't even you don't even have to you wouldn't even have to text like I added one of them before by mistake, and then I was getting messages. I was like, who who is this? And then I went into the profile and it's all just cannabis and tablets and cocaine. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. And I went and just deleted. So, like, so what I'm hearing from you then, uh, Dean, is you know the ex- expression is a drug pusher. What I'm hearing from you is they are actually yeah. pushing drugs on people uh, in an online way. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how they're able to go about their business like this, you know, in the public eye. You know, it's it's very scary. You know, imagine, like, it's very, very scary. I'm, I'm scared for my, my kids growing up that how easy it is, you know, they, they love... Yeah, so you don't, you, you don't even have to physically meet somebody for them to push drugs on you? No, no. No, it's just, it's... Barry Gallagher, let me just come back to you for one second. I mean, hearing that uh, drug pushers are using social media to actually contact people rather than them being contacted, um, Mm -hmm. that's very scary as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's very, very concerning. I mean, in in my um, experience, um, they were very forthcoming, but obviously I made the first first push Mm -hmm. by adding them on on Snapchat. But I mean, um, you know, I guess, these guys, unfortunately, it's an unregulated business and it's an out-of-control business, but to those guys at the business, I guess they're there to make money and if they spot a vulnerability, uh, I have no doubt that uh, they're not going to hesitate to to act on that. You know? Yeah, no, and uh, as Dean said, if, if um, a drug pusher um, sends messages to 100 people and uh, 50 of them bite because they're actually drug users, then that's a, a day's work done. Um, yeah, very easily. Uh, I mean, in my experience, uh, a gram of cocaine um, through the app or through Snapchat, you're looking at 80 to 100 euro. Uh, a pill could be 10 to 15 euro. I guess that all scales in terms of quantity. But as you said, if you get if you get 50 bytes on that, that's, a, a, I guess, a nice chunk of change. So it's obviously in their own financial interest to do that. Uh, Dean, let me let me bring you back in for a second, and and the conversation about drugs and about um, decriminalising drug use uh, to take it out of the hands of the uh, criminal underworld is that a conversation you think we need to have in Ireland? I, I don't think it works, to be honest with you, and I'm not just being anti-drug here. You know, I I think it, it, the street dealers are still going to operate. You know, it, it's still going to be on the streets at the same. Like you look in Amsterdam. You know, there's still people selling drugs in Amsterdam as well on the streets. You know, it's not just the coffee shops, like, you know. Uh, and then the, the, them, the shops that would be selling the cannabis or the cocaine, if it was decriminalised, they'd be getting targeted as well. Like, they'd be getting attacked, you know, so it's, it's, it's so, a rock so and a hard place. Yeah, that's what I was about to say to you. What is the solution then? I mean, it seems, uh, as uh, I was quoting from uh, Barry's article, uh, Gino Kenny said, uh, the days of fighting a war on drugs, a notion that's already about 50 years old, are definitely coming to an end. Drugs are a part of everyday life now and are without doubt commonplace in Ireland's nightlife. He's basically saying that drugs are here to stay, basically. Yeah, you know, and, and my approach is, my approach to that is, is you know, I reach out to, to former friends, you know, making sure they're all right. And, you know, because they'd see the life I'm living today and they'd be like, 
she's like, what's going on with you? Like, and I'm, I, I got clean, you know, I, I went away and I got clean and, you know, I go to a 12-step program and, uh, you know, I, I had to find a new way of life, Adrian, whereas people using drugs for so many years now, it's, it's just a way of life for them. Mm. You know, if they know that the help is there and, you know, they can, they can brush aside their ego and be like, okay, I need help and reach out. You know, that's another way that we can tackle it because, you know, a lot of people have have different opinions on 12-step programs or, or treatment centers, you know, or I'm not going there, you know, I'm a man, or I, I don't need help and this, that, you know, whereas, you know, we do need help, you know, men and women, you know, children as well, we, we need help for everything, you know, and being able to reach out and ask for help and, you know, you go into a treatment center and, you know, they, they bring it back. They bring everything back. You know, stuff that people are haven't dealt with in their mm. lives. You know, a lot of trauma stuck in their head and, and they just want to block it out. So they, they're using drugs for years and years on end and they don't see a way out. You know, whereas, you know, I'm, people would say to me, you know, people would say, oh, what do you mean you don't drink? Or, or what do you mean you don't smoke weed? Or, it's, it's weird to them that I don't use drugs anymore. And fair play to you uh, for making that uh, step and, and getting off uh, drugs. But obviously, uh, it is worrying to hear how easily available drugs are so that other people end up in the situation that you were uh, up to four years ago, um, addicted to drugs. I really appreciate you talking to us, Dean. Thanks very much You're indeed. No problem, Adrian. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're in the middle of a conversation now, though, about the fact that scoring cocaine online is easier than ordering a takeaway here in Ireland, with dealers in every county offering uh, narcotics. I'm joined on the line now by... um, by James. James, tell us a bit about your story, please. Hi, Adrian. Um, yeah, no, I found myself addicted to drugs at a, a very young age, particularly cocaine. Um, and, you know, one of the, the issues with that was the widespread availability of it and the ease of access. And when um, you say, sorry, I when think, you say a very young age... I started using drugs at the age of 14. I was in a bad state addicted to drugs by the age of 18 where I needed serious help or I was going to die. My God. So, 14 years of age... What sorts of drugs were you dabbling around with? Initially, alcohol and cannabis, and, and it went on from there to things like MDMA and then inevitably cocaine um, by the time I was 16. But, you know, I found myself at 18, not interested in skill, not interested in anything really except drugs and partying. And it was still kind of glamorized in my head because that's, you know, society these days does glamorize drug use until you're at a point like that when you need serious help. Um, So tell me then, uh, tell me about a 14-year-old and how a 14-year-old gets drugs. Um, Well, my experience wasn't through social media, you know, at that time. Um, It was was through people I knew. um, And and where I was living at the time, I was was just able to do that. Um, But now, you know, I believe it would be easier for a 14, 15-year-old to go and get drugs, any kind of drugs they want, then it would be for them to go and get a box of cigarettes or alcohol from an off-license where they'd have to produce ID. Um, but, you know, that's not to say that alcohol isn't causing the same kind of trouble that drugs is. I've seen people ruin their lives with alcohol. No, there's, a, there's absolutely no doubt. But, as you said, at least there is some control and some regulation exactly. on uh, the distribution and sale of alcohol. Exactly, exactly. Um yeah, no, it's a, it's a massive issue, and and I think 
you know, you were talking there about how, how to counteract it. And to be honest with you, unfortunately, there is no simple answer to that. You, you know, you take down these pages, you block these people, you ban them, you do what you do. Other people pop up immediately, and historically, that's been the case across the board, no matter what we've done hmm. to try and counteract. Yeah, no, if you, um, if you arrest and jail a drug dealer, there's another fellow standing right behind him, ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it is very concerning. One of, one of the things I, I'm just, I heard you say a moment ago is how glamorised drugs were for you as that 16, 17, 18-year-old. Yeah, I think that it was, the, it was a cool thing to do. When I was young, uh, when I was a teenager, the cool thing to do was to smoke a cigarette. Now, what I'm hearing from you is that for th- those teenagers, the cool thing to do is to do drugs. And that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's really worrying, especially at that young age when, you know, the education isn't there, Adrian, for people to know, um, you know, that that's not reality. And um, it's everywhere, you know, movies, video games, music, that lifestyle of people selling drugs, using drugs. A lot of kids buy into that very, very easily, you know, and at that age, you know, your mind is so impressionable that it can't seem like reality. And, it, you know, it did for me, and I've seen it for loads of other people, that'd be the case. Um, okay, we, 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 okay that, we talked about alcohol there a second ago, and as we said, there is some control over the sale and supply of uh, alcohol. As you said, it is easier for uh, a teenager to get them, their hands on illegal drugs than on alcohol or cigarettes. There's something fundamentally wrong there, though, isn't there? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's completely not right, you know. Um, so it, it, would, it would strike me, then, that the way to deal with that is to have some control over drug use or drug supply. Yeah, I think the, the conversation there for decriminalisation is, is definitely had. But as I said, you know, there's other, there's other problems that then come in with that. You know, the previous, previous person said about um, then the, the legal ways to acquire drugs being targeted by the, uh, the illegal... Um, groups of people trying to distribute them. Um, in my opinion, education is the answer. You know, if you can minimise the amount of people that want to use drugs because they understand the impact drugs will have on their life, then you're eliminating customers, you're eliminating business, and that's that's the way to whittle it down, I think, because you can't target the supply, unfortunately. Stay with me for one second, James. Let me read a couple of your uh, messages. Uh, this message said, For vendors and purchasers who use uh, the dark net sites, dark net markets present a safer environment for drug transactions and they reduce risks like getting arrested. Vendors can even have reviews. For every website that's taken down, 10 will take its place. You can't solve this through policing efforts. Legalise regulate and tax drugs to take the control of them from violent gangs, says uh, Peter in Leitrim. Thank you, Peter. But as you heard, there is a belief that if we do go down that road of um, legalise, regulate and taxing drugs, that the criminal underworld will still be there and they uh, will maybe sell drugs cheaper so that um, people will continue to buy from them. Uh, Another message says, as a parent, this is really scary. How are we supposed to control this? I'd worry listening to your caller, Dean, that teenagers who aren't even looking for it are targeted, so they might be tempted. What can we do? Asks Susie in uh, Wexford. Uh, Michael is also on the line. Michael, you're a taxi driver. Um, what's your comment on what we're talking about here? Yeah, just uh, just agree with everything the lads have said there. It's just it's so easy to get them now. There's just a phone call and you're, you're picking up chap, a girl, a woman, whatever, a man, and they're just going down, in, knocking on the door, come back out, sit in the car, drop me back. 
and that's it. That's it and exactly. you, you know in your heart and soul probably what exactly what he's doing, but... Uh, yeah, you would. Sometimes you just say, you know, if you're messing, you say, you get the stuff, and you go, no, 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 I was getting a video game or something. Hmm. And then you just get chatting some and say, I, uh, it's only just a bit of coke. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's that normal? Yeah, it's that normal, yeah, yeah, that normal. And amazingly, uh, men in their 40s, where you think, uh, might have a little bit more sense are dabbling away, you know, taking it and nights out and stuff. And this is the worry. Um, firstly, how easy it is to uh, get drugs online, how uh, drug pushers uh, target people. And as we from that message I read a second ago, uh, young people who may not even be looking for drugs might be targeted and then become tempted to uh, try. But the, the more concerning part of all of this is the normalization of, uh, of drug use uh, being seen as a cool thing to do. Yeah, actually, would you believe I was just sitting with one of my mates the other night having a drink and just, just got chatting to a person and just saying that they were in Dublin the weekend and it's just like at a house party, it was everywhere. Mm. Like the first chap said, MMDA, whatever they are, I don't even know what they are, but everything was there. Anything you wanted, there was a fella in the kitchen, just you go in and buy it. That is, it, it's unbelievable. And I have to say, I'm, I, I am terribly naive when it comes to uh, the whole drug world because I've never been a uh, part of it. I would, I'd pass away peacefully if I walked into a house party and there was somebody in the kitchen selling uh, any drug that you wanted. But uh, the, the point being that that is how normal it's become. Oh, yeah. All, all the younger people seem now, not, not, not all of them, you know, yourself, but I mean, Kieran Carey, that great GA man from Limerick, he was saying like, in the GA now it's probably rampant as well so I don't know I don't know how you're going to, how Mind you're going you, to at least there is some drug testing goes on within uh, within the GA yeah, well, inter-county inter, inter lads mm. would have would have a drug test maybe you know you pick out number 7 and number 27 for a drug test after a match you know and they have to sit there watched by a, an officer and have to you know go to the toilet into a boat or something and then take it away for drug testing so I suppose not really easy for them them lads I'm not, I'm not saying that they would be anyway mm. but the, the other the ordinary Joe Soap that's playing Sunday soccer or just with his own club may not be tested OK stay, stay with me for one second uh, Verena is it Verena or Verena is on the line um, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live Hi, it's Verena. How are you? Hi, Verena. How are you? So, um, tell us your unique situation and why you got in contact with us. Um, basically, because I, I do know that recreational drugs and stuff are, are readily available. Um, but we have, um, I have a 17-year-old daughter, Ashling. She has an extremely rare sarcoma. Sorry. Oh, I'm doing my best to not get emotional. Um, she's incurable cancer. And we've done we've we've had a few times where we've we've managed to get good quality medicinal illegal um, oil for her, which has been an absolute godsend. Um, and tell me, it, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that, uh, Verena. Tell me how cannabis helps her. It gives her peace. It gives her a break from the fear of death at seventeen. And. Um, it relieves a lot of the the nerve damage pain that she has from having two surgeries and having most of her like right lung removed last February. And um, the cancer is centers in the center of her body around her heart, her lungs, her esophagus, her spine, her vital structures. It just 
it's it's torture for her. Mm. And have you, because I know licenses are available for uh, medicinal uh, cannabis. Have you even have you inquired about that? Have you been refused? What's the situation we've, there? We've, we, to be honest, we've only, I've really only started looking into the licenses for it. Um, I did have I I was I, I I haven't even admitted to many of my friends that she's um, tried it. I am afraid of judgment. I'm afraid of people saying that you know it's it's not something she should be doing at 17, and it's very hard to parent a 17 year old who needs drugs that are illegal and that are not available. Um, some of the stuff that we have accessed from England. Um, has like I I tried it myself before giving to giving it to her and Jesus it's a, it's a, it, it is it, it it does help from a mother watching her daughter face um, the inevitable that we all face but having it having death so just facing it is is is, is just awful and to have that break she she has a break she's happy. She's able to talk. She's able to process what she's going through. She's able to have a little bit of physical peace. Listening to what you've just described, and I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. That is horrendous. Um, I don't think anybody would judge you for uh, obtaining cannabis for your daughter to give her that peace. I can't I can't imagine anybody uh, would judge you for that. It, do you know what? You'd, I I maybe. I, I have a I have a terrible fear of judgment. I don't know why. I have a terrible fear of asking for help, asking for support, or asking for anything like that. But when w- trying to trying to get the drug to, in pure form that is helping her is very difficult. Mm. It's very difficult to get. We can get a lot of the cheap stuff. We can get a lot of the stuff that kids are using to get a buzz, and you know it's it's uh, and they are. They are using it to numb out whatever lives their kids' lives are really difficult in this day and age, and it's no surprise that they're that they're seeking illegal things online, and it's no surprise that they're using them and they're enjoying them because it gives them a break from what is a very difficult life. Mm. And let me ask you then: um, on top for, of that, it's just let me ask you, Verena, do you want to see drugs legalized or medical uh, cannabis, for example, easier to get? I would, I would absolutely. And you know what? The funny thing is, right? Is it's it's down to experience and understanding of what the drugs can actually give to someone who is in so much pain, physically and mentally. Before my daughter had cancer, I I wouldn't have had an opinion on it. But if I was if I was asked to make an opinion there and then, I would have thought, don't legalize it. It's going to cause this, mm. and it's it's a it's a Pandora's box. We don't want to open. But living with a beautiful young girl who deserves life. You know, who deserves... Have you, have you spoken to um, uh, one of your local TDs and, and raised this? Because I do know it is possible. I just don't know how easy or otherwise it is uh, to get I, a licence. I got in touch with a woman this morning who has done an awful lot of fighting for her son who um, has uh, who, who is able to access it for his sarcoma which is also what Ashen has um, and I'm just literally at the beginning of trying to see can we get this done for her in a legal way 
Um, okay, but I, I've just found a website and we will pass it on to you uh, that has all of the uh, details for applying to the Minister for Health for a medical cannabis licence um, because... Thank you. Uh, yeah, we, do, we, we'll do, send you I on the link for that. There's a lot of restrictions on who can access it. Um, it, I don't think it's wide enough. Okay, but um, it strikes me another... from the from the way in which you've described uh, what your daughter is living with, I should imagine that if it doesn't apply to somebody uh, in your daughter's position, I'd wonder who it would apply to. So we will pass you on that uh, website. Uh, it's on gov.ie and it uh, gives details of how to apply to uh, the Minister for Health for uh, a medical cannabis licence. Yes, thank you. Okay. No, I would appreciate any information and if any of your listeners or anyone have any information or anything that can help us at all, if you could pass on those details as well, we'd be very grateful because it is a very, it's a, it's a difficult... Um, it's a I, difficult can Im- I, I can only imagine. Uh, Verena, I, I wish... What's your daughter's name? Miss Ashling, and she has a Facebook page, Ashling Sarcoma Journey, and she's a fabulous girl. I know I'm biased, but she's... Wow. Okay, she sounds very inspiring. Um, I, w- I, I wish Ashling well, I wish you well, Verena, and like I said, we'll send you on the details of, of how to apply to the Minister for uh, med- Medicinal Cannabis Licence. Thanks very much indeed for talking to us. Thank you for taking the call. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Let me read out a couple more of your uh, messages on this. Really simple word, education, but it's very hard to uh, execute. Drugs were cool when I was uh, young, but I didn't do them because I could ask myself a simple question. Is this dangerous to my health? I have to say, I, I was one of those people as well. When I was younger, I was always afraid to go near drugs. Never went near drugs ever um, because I was afraid that I'd be the one person that would keel over and die. Um, Our society has always normalised drug use. Alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, pharmacy drugs, street drugs have been demonised and scapegoated. The war on drugs is lost and a waste of time and resources, says Rob in Tralee. And one final message. Why not introduce a new offence of attempted killing for drug dealers with mandatory life in prison? Thanks very much indeed for all of your calls and comments. You're listening to Lunchtime Live uh, here at News Talk. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.